Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program, available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Let's get it. All football. All the time. You're listening to the best football show. Hosted by Brian Baldinger. Well, week 12 is almost in the books. This is the best football show. I'm Brian Baldinger at Baldy NFL. You find me out there... On Twitter, X, uh, Threads, Instagram, YouTube, I'm out there. But let's get to it today. Let's get to it because yesterday I announced for national radio the Eagles and the Buffalo Bills, and it was uh, it, it felt like a playoff game. It played like a playoff game. I hope we get games like that in the playoffs because both quarterbacks were sensational, especially in the second half. I mean, Josh Allen and Jalen Hurts, I mean, they were dueling it. Uh, back and forth throughout the second half, one making one great play after another, the Eagles made one more play. But, you know, I spent, it was, it was, you know, classic East Coast, Northeast Coast, horrible weather. It rained from the moment they started warming up and it rained in different patterns from just drizzle to just downright pouring throughout the game. And it didn't really affect the game. Um, you know, Jake Elliott kicked a 59-yard field goal to send the game into overtime. Uh, the ball handling was crisp for the most part. Uh, anyways, so that's that. But, you know, I, I talked to a, a number of the stars prior to the game. I told Josh Allen, look, this might be – you guys just might run it every down if you have to. That might be the best way to win it with this weather. He said, that's fine. Whatever it takes, Baldy. You know, um, it was uh, – Stephon Diggs was – warming up and catching one pass after another in the end zone, along with Gabe Davis. They were in the end zone, both end zones working on different routes and both of them caught touchdown passes. Um, but, you know, like Jalen Hurts, I don't know exactly what the figure is or what the stat is now. I think he's won. I hear different numbers, but I think he's now won 15 straight games against teams with the winning record. 
No quarterback in 104-year history of this game has ever done this. And I, you can tell me all the stuff you want to tell me. The guy is 25-2 and two as a starter in the last two years. 25-2. and two. He had a seven-quarterback rating at halftime. You know, he had a, he, he had a tip ball for intercepted. You know, it happens. Uh, they fumbled a, uh, a an exchange between him and uh, Kenneth Gainwell. It happens. Like, nothing seems to bother this guy. Nothing ever compounds itself. And all he does is just basically, you see him on the sideline, he's kind of just staring into space, just thinking about the next series and what they're going to do. He's just, he's just an amazing, amazing player. But that being said, look, <clears throat> Buffalo throws a pass to Gabe Davis in overtime against blitz zero coverage. Yep. I mean, they came after Josh Allen a lot of different ways. The Eagles have been blitzing a lot. They blitzed Mahomes on Monday night a whole bunch. They blitzed Josh Allen a bunch. Um, you know, Sean Desai, the new defense coordinator, is not sitting back and playing coverage. He's coming after these guys. He plays blitz zero. And there's Stephon Diggs and Gabe Davis running a two-man route to the left side. And Josh Allen reads it perfectly. And they protect long enough where he gets a good look and a good shot. And he, I'm not here to assign blame to anybody. Gabe Davis looks over his left shoulder, looking for the ball to his left side. Josh Allen's throwing the ball to the middle of the field over his right shoulder. And there's a miscommunication between the quarterback and receiver. If he's wide open and he knows that he's got his hand up in the air, he's gotten by the, you know, Darius Slay on the play. And ball goes one way and the receiver goes the other way. And that could have easily been the Buffalo Bills. That could have been their win on this day. But they're six and six. And people are on the coach. They're on all players make plays. You know, coaches coach them up. We'll talk to we'll talk about what happened in Carolina today. But this is a better team than six and six. They ran the ball very well. Uh, Josh Allen was sensational, ran for two touchdowns. Um, he was a leading rusher in the game with 81 yards. The guy's, the guy's an amazing player. And you, I think if you're a Bills fan right now, you're saying, are we, are we wasting away one of the great talents in this game with what we're doing right now? Uh, it's hard to say. You know, I mean, they're, the, they're in overtime. Buffalo kicks the field goal. And Jalen Hurts brings the team down the field, one great play after another, including the game winner, where he rolls out to his left. He doesn't have anything. It's a scramble drill. And Zacchaeus goes deep. He waves him deep. And back there is Micah Hyde. Micah Hyde and Jordan Poyer have been the two safeties of Buffalo as long as, uh, you know, this regime has been there. And the ball goes over his head. The only ball that went over their head the whole day, basically. And Mike Hyde gets a look at it, and he's trying to defend the pass, and he just can't get up high enough to get a fingertip on it and deflect the ball. And it ends up in Zacchaeus' hands for the game-winning touchdown. Um, so many unbelievable plays. I mean, it's just what I hope we get to coming down the stretch with playoff bursts at stake. But I've done a bunch of Philadelphia Eagle games this year. I did an overtime game with them against Washington. Uh, you know, they won an overtime 34-31 that day. 
I saw him against the New York Jets. Uh, they turned it over four times that day up at MetLife Stadium, but it was it came down to the final possession. This game against you want ratings. Look at what the Eagles did in Monday night in Kansas City. Shut the Chiefs out in the second half. Uh, outscored them. Came away with that win. Won two games against Kansas City and Buffalo. Two of the elites in the AFC. Beat them in a six-day stretch. San Francisco comes to town this week. You want ratings. You want action. You want great football. Just tune into the Philadelphia Eagles. They'll give you everything. It's it's it seems like that's all they do is play great games, thrilling games. The fans were, I mean, it rained the whole day. The fans weren't they didn't sit down in their seats the whole day the whole day. It was a phenomenal atmosphere. A lot of fun. All right, let's go to Denver. Let's go to Denver where Cleveland went up there and Denver won their fifth straight game. And really, it's just amazing. I mean, they took three fumbles away from Cleveland in a variety of ways. Um it's just amazing to watch him. P.J. Locke steps in for Kareem Jackson, forces a fumble. Just electric type of hits from the safety position. Just the next man up in Denver defensively. And Dorian Thompson-Robinson didn't play poorly. I mean, they just – they're rushing the passer. They've got Jared Cooper and Baron Browning and, uh, you know, you you name it. Um, Benito. Zach Allen, like they, they've got everything you need right now. Two linebackers, Josie Jewell and Alex Singleton are all over the field making tackles everywhere. Justin Simmons and P.J. Locke are lowering the boom. Jaquan uh, Williams or Jaquan McMillan at the nickel has been outstanding. Uh, it's just an unbelievable effort what they're doing defensively. I think they have 15 takeaways in this five-game stretch. Nobody's even close to them right now. You know, they started this with, you know, the win against Kansas City when they took it away five times. They took it away three times yesterday. It's just amazing what they're doing. Then offensively, uh, for the third week in a row, Russell Wilson is just beyond just phenomenal. The touchdown throw off the scramble against Cleveland where they rushed three and he, he knew he had a lot of time, and so he bought time. But the touchdown to Troutman, it wasn't ruled a touchdown. They had to go to instant replay to go review it and find out that he was in balance. The throw for the third week in a row, for basically the game winner. I mean, that puts him up 24-12. It's just a remarkable Russell Wilson renaissance is what we're watching right now. And it was fueled by a pounding rushing attack of the Denver Broncos. 39 runs, 169 yards. Everybody got involved. Javante, Samaje has been unreal. Russell was scrambling and running. He ran for uh, a touchdown off a read option. He went 19 yards right at Miles Garrett to keep him honest for a read option, 19-yard run. They pounded him inside. I don't know that there's a better guard in football right now than Quinn Miners playing right guard for Denver. But everybody, Ben Powers. Played great. You know, Garrett Bowles, uh, Cushenberry, uh, McGlinchey, they all played great. I mean, it's it was their best effort. You know, the thing is, it's interesting. The five guys I mentioned, McGlinchey, Miners, Cushenberry, Powers, Bowles. I believe, I might be wrong, I think they've started every game now. I think they've started every game. Certainly every game in this five-game win streak right now. And you could just see. 
Like it doesn't happen right away. And it didn't. It wasn't, it wasn't pretty early on. Some guys are really struggling. You remember Bowles broke down after one loss, going, all we do here is lose. You know, and it, it gets like that. It gets like that in a lot of places where you know, all you you're like, am I gonna spend my whole life, my whole career in a place where we just lose? Well, they're not losing anymore. And they're playing great football. They're I know Russell Wilson got the ball knocked out of his hands once, but they're playing error-free. They take their deep shots down the field, whether it's to, to Mims or, you know, to Sutton or to Judy. They take their shots. They didn't connect on a bunch of them yesterday, but they take them. They stretch the field um, against a very good Cleveland Browns defense and defense that plays a lot of great man coverage. Hats off to Denver. This is one of the great coaching jobs we're witnessing this year and in recent years to see the Broncos coming out of a deep crypt at one in five and now to see them at six and five and in the playoff hunt. And then there's Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh fired their offensive coordinator. I got to tell you, from the game's first play, the offense looked different. For the first time, the coordinator, Matt Canada, before never had a 400-yard offensive day ever under his tenure as the offense coordinator. Well, they went over 400 yards yesterday and started on the game's first play. Pittsburgh opened up the offense. They attacked down the field. It helped that Fryermuth was healthy, back at tight end. First play, seam route, 24 yards right down the field. First play of the game. The attack split safeties, uh, attacked the middle of the field. They did it 10 plays later, 29 yards on the exact same play, doubled up the play. Two plays, 54 yards, Fryer move. He went. He was the leading receiver. Uh, they took shots to Deontay Johnson. They took shots to George Pickens. They didn't hit them all, but they took them, and they did hit two. They hit Deontay for 39. They hit George Pickens for 43. The quarterback played well. Kenny Pickett played well. Didn't turn the ball over. Um, yeah, he didn't throw interceptions, or but he didn't he didn't throw the touchdowns. Deontay Johnson had one right in his hands, had it knocked out. It happens. And they ran the ball again very well. Najee Harris, I think, had his best day of the year, ran for 99 yards. Uh, and a couple of bruising runs where he's carrying defenders. Jalen Warren contributed. It was an impressive day by Pittsburgh in this offense uh, against a stingy defense in the jungle in Cincinnati, not a tough, not an easy place to play. Yeah, they they defended Jake Browning, made him look like a rookie, did a lot of things to him. T.J. Watt did his thing. Uh, the rookies on Pittsburgh, whether it was Joey Porter Jr., whether it was uh, Keanu Benton at nose tackle, Nick Herbig with another sack, the rookies stepped up for Pittsburgh. But the offense looked different because they attacked and they didn't stop attacking. And that's what they need to keep doing. And I think they know it. And then finally, another coaching change. Second head coach fired. I'm not a proponent of it, but let's face it. Carolina's 1-10. The quarterback has not improved. They haven't scored more than 15 points in a game in the last five straight games. Frank Wright took the play-calling duties back, said it's on me. I can fix this. I'll call the plays. It then made a difference, scored 10 points. And so I'm not here to write the epitaph for Bryce Young because everybody deserves a good long look. Troy Aikman was 1-15 his rookie year. 
He wears a gold jacket, became a great player. Turn it around quickly in Dallas. I don't know that Bryce Young is the guy, especially when you watch C.J. Stroud. You watch some of these other quarterbacks, Aiden O'Connell. You watch some of these other guys play. They're winning games. They're keeping their teams competitive. Bryce Young isn't doing that. I mean, that front in Tennessee, led by Jeffrey Simmons, Danico Autry, um, Tyre Tart, uh, they, I mean, they, they got after Bryce Young now and forced another fumble, another turnover. Um, and so I don't want to say this yet because it's only 12 weeks, but if you pick the wrong guy, if you pick the wrong quarterback, coaches get fired. You just go through the history in this league when the guys at the top of the draft that you pick to turn your franchise around aren't the right guy, don't work out. And I'm like I said, I'm not writing the final script yet. There's plenty of time to build this thing around Bryce Young, but it's going to be done with a different regime. And there was all this, you know, all this uh, buzz about the coaching staff that Frank Reich brought in and all the experience. Well, hadn't helped. The offense is dreadful. And the defense played well yesterday. And they played well the week before. And they just can't get the offense untracked. And so David Tepper's got this right. He's got the right to go and put a new regime in there. But right now, Frank Reich is one and done. And when your quarterback doesn't work out, you know, and the team is losing, and it's losing ugly the way it was in in Las Vegas this year, coaches get fired. Sometimes general managers get fired. Sometimes the whole thing has to get cleared out. We'll see. We'll see if Scott Fitterer and that staff stays. They get another chance because it's the, the owner has seen enough. And it was hard to watch for the last 11 games. That's the best football show. I hate to end on that note, but there's so much good stuff to get to. I'll get to it tomorrow. We've got a big Monday night game in the uh, NFC North that we'll get to talk about and a whole bunch of other players that just played their butts off uh, this weekend. And we'll get to it, and we'll start looking ahead to week 13 as we get into the stretch run. The weather gets bad, football gets fun, and teams start jockeying for playoff positions.